0: an intro okay fine i'll watch it all right let's do this hello and welcome back to okay fine I'll watch it! The podcast where I, your host, Sani, discuss incredibly popular media that I've never seen before and I'm watching for the very first time with someone who loves it. Today is a very special day indeed. I am returning from a wee bit of a hiatus and this break, while longer than intended, was necessary. And it was not time that I wasted, okay? This was time that I took off to focus on the things that are necessary for my well-being. Like spending time with my family, my boyfriend, oh, and of course, smoking weed. I'm joking. I'm not. The truth is, I took this time off to plan some big girl moves, and those big girl moves are coming. Okay, watch the space, as they say. And the most important thing is, I'm back, baby, and I'm packing some heat. Okay, a whole new season, a whole new platform. Hi, YouTube, and a whole new studio which is still unfinished okay we are under construction but that is okay because today is not the time for perfection today i do not fret i do not stress today i celebrate this very special day the lord's day if you will You probably won't. It's 420, baby! And what the hell kind of stoner would I be if I didn't make an episode to celebrate one of the most important days of the year? (laughs) So we're talking today about a classic stoner flick with a classic stoner guy. This is what I'm calling the Season 2 Preseason Pre-Roll a 420 celebration we're talking about pineapple express with incredibly funny vancouver-based stand-up comedian steve letts and i do have a lot of exciting news to share with you about the upcoming season two which starts very soon but you'll just have to wait till the end of the episode to hear it all okay so you better stick around until then let's just skip all the chit chat and get right into the episode Well, this week on the pod, we have a very special guest, the one and only fantastic stand-up comedian from Vancouver, BC, who has an incredible special called Burger Queen already out. Uh, Please welcome Steve Letts.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, First of all, happy 420.
1: Hey, happy 420 to you. Absolutely. Happy 420
0: to us all. Uh, Yes, Um, for sure. The most important holiday of the year. Right. Um, that none of us get as a holiday. And I wish we did.
1: You know what I heard? I heard that because uh, pod is now legal, and I don't know if this was an April Fool's thing that got separated uh, or got circulated because we are recording on uh, the 1st of April. I hope that's okay to say. Um, <laughs> no, how dare you reveal my I've ruined the illusion. It's not really 420, <laughs> Stoner's Revolt. Um, no, but I heard, I saw somewhere this morning that um, the 420 celebration is going to be mushroom focused now. Oh, which I mean, it's one thing to have a downtown like packed full of stone kids just buying snacks, but I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of like you know high schoolers tripping balls. That's no,
0: that's also horrible. like. If a bunch of people are on shrooms all at once, and especially in, like, a downtown environment, there's going to be a solid 60% of them having a bad time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah. the, the sheer percentage of of bad trippers... I was the person who had a bad trip every single time I did mushrooms, by the way. Really? So oh, my I've
0: God. Ne-
1: and you know what? You know what the problem was? When we did mushrooms when I was young, back in my day, um, mm-hmm. when I was, like, in junior high school, nobody told us how to dose. Like, the concept of microdosing didn't exist. Right. So we would buy... Three and a half grams, an eighth of mushrooms, and eat three and a half grams Holy. and just trip balls for six hours. And, yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, not the like type you're going person- on
0: a f- Full trip. Uh, yeah, you know there would always really be one knowing. point in the night
1: where I thought I pissed my sweatsuit. suit. Like Russell, head to toe blue sweatsuits were the look at the time, and nice. there would always come a time where my thighs would feel hot and wet, and I'd be like, "Whoa, did I piss myself?" I would make my friends <laughs> feel my thighs to to assure me I hadn't urinated in my pants. So oh that my was gosh. my mushroom trip experience.
0: Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to see that uh, on four twenty. I definitely don't want to be that on four twenty. No, 420. I'm not feeling
1: anyone's thighs.
0: No, thank you. No, thank you. None, none, but my own. Please, right. and thank you. Damn yeah. right. Self-life. My my thighs can be can be felt up by me. Um, no, that's that's wild though. That 420 is turning into a mushrooms thing. Do you know where it comes from? Because I don't.
1: No, I've heard it had the only thing I've heard was that it had something to do with when cops like there's a shift change for police. But then I heard it's also some like some law like section 420 I Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I really no, I haven't... don't either. I'm not like a... am like a we- I'm like a lover of weed, but I'm not like a scholar, you know. I'm not a no. weed scholar, not yet. <laughs> no. So, you know, maybe one day I'll write a book about it, but uh, yeah, I no, I think don't it's know almost why more it's more fun thing. if
1: it's this mythical number that you don't yeah. like who, you know what I mean? Who?
0: Just Who gives a fuck? Like, everyone's exactly. too high to really figure it out, and I like exactly. that. Exactly. I like yeah. it that way. But this we're doing this episode about Pineapple Express, which is Clearly, I mean, I watched it, obviously, um, for the first time, and uh, I really... Love how weed focused this movie is. I don't think I've ever watched a movie like this, and um, and there are a lot of stoner flicks out there, right? There's like, right, it's right. like a genre, it's a genre. But I uh, I found this because it's so um, I mean it's literally the name of a strain. So I guess I have to ask, have you smoked Pineapple Express?
1: I believe I have. I've never been that like strain focused when I get stoned. Like yeah, when, okay. once it became legal and it was in the first of all when it was illegal, it was just whatever my dealer had available. You know, right, right, um, and he would be like. Oh, it's Romulan. I'd be like, whatever. I don't care. Like, just give it to me (laughs) so I can get out of your car, please. (laughs) Um, But then when it moves to like legal dispensaries, I would, I was more just looking at price point and THC percentage. I never even really cared about the name. So I think it's quite likely I've smoked Pineapple Express because I've been smoking for so long. Right. Um, But one of the like factoids about this film, Pineapple Express was not actually the name of a strain before this movie was made.
0: Oh. Okay. Okay. That was one of my questions.
1: According to Seth Rogen, because I did some reading up about like sort of the history of the film and whatnot, but apparently they named the strain in the film after the famous weather system, Pineapple Express, which is a sort of like moisture system that moves from Hawaii towards the West Coast and causes lots of rain. And they thought it would make for a great strain name. And then after the film was made, of course, for sales opportunities, people started releasing Pineapple Express.
0: Okay. Interesting. Cause yeah, I was wondering chicken and egg, like what happened first, obviously, whether the movie made it a thing or if it was already a thing that inspired the movie, but that does help. Cause I don't think I've ever found, I mean, I think I've seen it somewhere in a store, but I like went for a tried and true, like something that I liked. Cause sure. yeah, I was actually. If it we, doesn't have
1: Kush in the name. It's you're like, yeah. I, I get yeah. It. Who
0: cares? Uh, no, I was going to ask because I, I'm a little baby. I'm a little baby on this planet and I've only smoked legal weed and um i know i thought you would find that fascinating
1: that is so adorable <laughs> i love that for you i really do and,
0: and so like while i love weed i've never had the experience of like a meeting a dealer and like like the only dealerish dealer-ish experiences i've had were mushrooms related um okay. and even now there's like now there's N- dispensaries for those you too can get those in yeah now. so yeah. like you don't even need you they're cutting out the middleman um now you have bud tenders in in fancy apple store looking places um uh. So like, it's different. But I, I'm curious about, you know, this movie, like it has that, um, like Seth Rogen at the beginning of the movie has that, like, you know, he's doing that talk radio thing where he's going on his rant about weed and how much he loves it. And he's talking about how he doesn't enjoy that there's all these dealers involved because they think they're your friend, but they're not and blah, blah, blah. So as someone who's had that experience of like having a dealer, would you say that that's like an accurate representation of what that time was like?
1: Yeah, I think so for sure. Like there were, there were different types of dealer that you would go to like the one in the film who like wants to be your buddy and wants to hang out. I guess it's kind of multifaceted because to some customers he's a dick and to others he wants to be your buddy and I guess that's the case. But yeah, I mean, when you were lucky enough to get to go into the dealer's house. Um, that was like a bonus. That was a good situation. You didn't just have to meet them in the car in a parking lot or whatever. Um, but having to sit there and make like idle small talk or be asked stupid questions by uh, a lifelong uh, purveyor of drugs was a very <laughs> right. uh, uh, interesting experience, to say the least. I'm, and I'm glad that you don't have to deal with that and you've only yeah. ever had to experience uh, legal marijuana. But <laughs> You'd um, be both. It, it was it was funny. There were times it was hilarious. There were other times where you really couldn't get the fuck out of there fast enough.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's like, t- there, I'm sure there's like relatively n- normal and like kind of fun people. Like Saul, actually in the movie, is actually a sweetheart. Like he's he loves the, his <laughs> bubby. Yeah. He loves his bubby and he's like a pretty nice guy. And, and I find that really funny because this whole movie could have been avoided if Dale just like knew how to be nice to Saul and like be his friend. Um, because he Saul is like, don't, don't, like, go, do your job tomorrow. Just hang out and, like, and, like, be my friend. And he's like, no, I got, I got to go. I got to go. And then he has to go witness the murder. Right. And there, thereby is the entire film. That's the entire inciting incident. But I'm like, if he had just been his friend to start with. All of this would have been avoided. All but, of this I mean, could have been
1: avoided. Or also if he just like put the joint out on the side of his car, like yeah. the idea that he would just hoof the roach out of the car when he knows there's a cop in, like there is. Yeah. 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 There's, I mean, not that we're watching this film for like, you know, a yeah. solid plot and, and, and whatnot, but not,
0: not that I'm trying to break down the film into like an Aristotelian, like, yeah. like, you know, storyboard of like, this doesn't make sense. No, yeah. I mean, it's, I think I think for the nature of the film, like it's kind of, you know, one of those things where you have to take it all through a grain of salt and like through the lens of like these people are all so high. Like right. the, the characters in the film are high the entire film and they smoke weed constantly. Um And so you have to like be like all their decisions are fueled by like high people they don't know what they're doing
1: for sure for sure and I do I I will say I mean maybe we'll get to it later I'm not sure how we feel about the depiction of the Asian gang overall but yeah Mm -hmm. I do like how they were also getting stoned on their own time that was one like nice equalizer they were also like hitting joints in the pipe in their sort of layer also
0: yes Yeah, no, I did like that. I did like that. I always find it funny. No, we can talk about the Asians now. Why not? Um, Sure, sure. I love... Okay, I think it's so funny in American media, especially of a certain time frame, where there's, like, the good guys and the bad guys... And the worst guys. And the right. worst guys are Asian. Right. <laughs> like, it's always like, there's like, there's like degrees to the badness of people. And the ones who are the real enemy, the secret hidden enemy are the Asian ones. And it's right. like so weird. And I mean, I kind of liked that they
1: won. In a way, yeah, they did. Right. Win in a way, and like, I because in the film doesn't it doesn't it actually mention like, hey, you can't just say Asians because like South Asian <laughs> yeah. people too. But yeah. then it proceeds to have like Korean and Chinese and Japanese and like all of these people just playing the Asians.
0: The Asians, um, I know. When Seth, when Seth Rogen's character says like, "What do you mean Asian? Indians are technically Asian too." I was like, "Whoa, nuance! What is right? this?" And then <laughs> like,
1: proceeds to paint them all with the same brush. And for then the rest they're of literally the- called <laughs>
0: Asians for the entire movie for after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely um it was Uh, yeah it was interesting anyways and also like given that it is like the both of the writers are from vancouver the idea of like this marauding gang of uh violent asians i was like there's 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 levels to this that i don't know how i feel about yeah.
0: yes definitely like i think there's there's uh implicit things in there that i don't even know if they know they wrote into it you know like right. they might think it's like a funny punchline to have like this oh the asians are taking over you know but right. it's like and
1: also we're watching it like having rewatched it now through like in this like post like uh you know at the end of like sort of in the stage of COVID we're at where people are like hey let's stop fucking hating on asian people yeah and there's a, there's an added sensitivity to it that i'm sure certain things wouldn't be put in the film if it was made today
0: Oh, definitely. And I mean, I think you could say that about, like, any movie, like, made any time. Like, you know, it's hard not to be presentist about the things that I look at, because obviously I have my, I have my perspective, I have my point of view, I have my opinions, and I made a whole podcast to talk about them, so it's fine. Um, You know, because I get to say my piece, but I also am aware of the fact that, like, in whatever, okay, do you even know when this movie was made? Because I, I know, but I forgot. 2008. I know it's, like, mid, mid mid-2000s. Like, it's not a time where people thought twice
1: about no, sure. about I, anything like this. No, no, we I, I mean we I, I figured we should at least touch on the like oh, Asian no, it man should. thing. Oh no, it's this don't worry, not it's in this my is notes. not a cancel pineapple express pod. That's
0: No, no, no. I mean I it would be very funny if every single one of my episodes was just me canceling the media that I watched. If <laughs> like every episode I was like Star Wars mm, actually not Over. enough women actually, canceled. Yeah. Actually, Lord of the Rings uh dead to me. Like <laughs> If, Why are all the elves I,
1: white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: Exactly. I think I have the power to cancel this <laughs> piece of media. Um, no, but I think that's a. I think that's a good one to talk about because it is like it's in there and it did make me feel weird. And I, I do think it's funny that there's always like, and the Asians like barely talk. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like they have they don't really have characters or voices. They're just like there to shoot things. But, you know, they're fun. I'm glad they blew the place up. Absolutely. Um, that was pretty fun. I-, I do have a note in here where I said, uh, who's your favorite character and why is it Saul? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I want to ask you, like with the people that are in this movie, I mean, a lot of them are stoner types, you know, and if right. you smoke weed, I mean, weed weed is kind of a social um, drug, and I do really like that about it. That I mean, most drugs are, if you want them to be. But I really like that weed is one of those things where you know you hang out in a circle and everybody gets some. And I mean, especially pre-COVID, it was very right. much you know a sharing thing can you imagine every-
1: doing like French and Hales in 2022
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like not like, in the guys,
1: not through a mask it's not gonna no, work no yeah, yeah it's
0: not gonna not gonna happen but, but I do you know do you find this cast of characters to be like do you know people like this or like do you see people like this
1: sure sure I think um, one thing that's sort of interesting another uh, factoid about the movie is that originally it was written so that James Franco would play Dale and Seth Rogen would play Saul so Seth Rogen was gonna be the drug dealer, James Franco, was going to be the the lead character. Um, And James Franco wanted to switch it, and Seth Rogen didn't care, so that's what they did. Um, It's interesting to think what the movie would have been like the other way around. Um, Yeah. And you know what else fucked me up about this movie? I didn't remember that Amber Heard was in it.
0: I had no idea.
1: Amber Heard plays Seth Rogen's high school girlfriend. High school girlfriend. Yeah, James Franco didn't want to play the guy fucking uh, 17-year-old. Yeah,
0: I know. I was, like, mad that this movie made me like Seth—not Seth Rogen, who I actually do like. I was, like, mad that this movie made me like James Franco. I was like, fuck off. I was like, Uh, why do I think he's, like, nice and charming? Fuck off off right now i don't right. like james franco
1: that i guess that's a, you could read that it was supposed to be for seth rogan that must be what it that's was
0: That's the thing that's probably what it is now, now that i look this. at it like that
1: did you find james franco attractive in this stoner drag like in in, no. in this long hair pajama pants sort of uh costume that he was wearing that's I've a never, hard no from me hard no from you i like how yes. decisive you are on that yeah. absolutely not absolutely not i've never like I get why James Franco is like has been seen as attractive. He's got a certain James Dean esque quality to him, but he's never really done it for me. And I found myself watching this like, why do I like James Franco? Why is this iteration of James James mm-hmm. Franco attractive? And I think he just filled out the PJ pants well. His bum looks good in the pants. And maybe that's, that's all, all it really takes. Need. Hey, that, maybe that's all speaking, it takes. speaking, like long hair, a janky wig, not my my thing usually. But I gotta say, it kind of did it for me in this instance.
0: Hey, you know what? Fair enough. It's good to know what you like. And if it's his ass in those pants, I say that's fair. Fair, fair enough.
1: enough. i that you know, that, man, damn it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that actually takes me to a good question. Now, you, um, for anyone who doesn't know, are gay. Correct sure me am. if I'm wrong. Yes, yes. Yeah. I myself am a woman, for anyone who doesn't know. In fact, a queer woman. But my question is, a lot of these stoner flicks, like the point of view that's in the stoner flicks... It, from what I've seen at least, is like a straight guy, often a straight white guy perspective. Right. Um, what do you think a stoner flick with gays would look like?
1: Hmm. that's a-
0: also I want it. Like, give me it. I want to see yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I would love to... I would like to see like a lesbian stoner flick specifically. Yes. I Like, I don't know why that jumps out. But I mean, because I know a lot of gay stoners, uh, both male and Same. female and, and whatever sort of gender expression or identity. Uh, but I... Yeah, I don't know. I wonder why that doesn't exist. I would like to see that. I mean, we're, right? we're, we're, Billy Eichner is making a, a like a rom-com uh, starring gay dudes. So perhaps oh, yes. the stoner flick is not far behind. He's in the Apatow camp
0: okay nice nice yeah i do like that i do like that because I, I yeah i couldn't help but think throughout the movie that like you know this is all fun and games and like it's pretty goofy so I, you know it's it's fine i had a good time i had a few chuckles it was a good sure. time but i also feel like at the end of it all i was like there's so many there's such a saturation of like well pe- like men who smoke weed and get up to high drinks. and i'm like but what happens when a bunch of girls get super high and yeah. make bad decisions i, I want to
1: see it i mean i guess because we got a glimpse of that with the show broad city right broad yes. city was yes. a wonderful window into like stoner and queer stoner female representation and it was fucking hilarious it's one yes. of the best shows of the last decade hands down 100 um, so yeah i want to see that movie for sure i want to see alana Glazer in that movie immediately
0: yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like we can make it happen, Steve. Between you and me, I think we'll Let's, I think we'll, we'll crack call it. call some
1: people. Yeah. We'll, we'll call some
0: people. I mean, amongst amongst these powerhouses right here. I yeah. mean we're we're with your get brows and made. my beard,
1: we are unstoppable. <laughs>
0: unstoppable. Absolutely. <laughs> Could not agree more. Friends, we will be right back. I have to talk to you about red. The character red. of Red. Yes. yes. Um yes. I love that he's immortal.
1: Played by Danny McBride. We should, in, yeah. in case there's anyone watching listening who hasn't, uh, seen, who the hasn't film, seen the played film, played hilariously by Danny McBride. Very So, funny. another factoid that uh, Seth Rogen released about this film was that um, his character was actually supposed to die the first time he gets shot in the movie, but Danny McBride was so funny that they just they decided to write him in for the rest of it. And so that's why he's in it for so long. And he's fucking great. Like, he's in. He's in so many uh, Seth Rogen vehicles or, or, uh, you know, movies and does such a great job. But in this one, I like how he's still a little bit sweet. You know, like he has moments of of kindness. He he has a redemption moment in the end. Like if you watch This Is The End, which is another Rogen movie that I love and James Franco's in it as well. Yeah. Um, and he's like pure evil, hundred percent dickhead the whole time and still hilariously entertaining, but I gotta say, I like this McBride better where he has, you know, like moments of sweetness and like the the thing that I like most about Pineapple Express overall is that it's, it's like every other Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg penned film in that it seems to be about one thing, but it's really just about friendship between dudes. Like super bad seems like it's a raunchy teen coming of age comedy, and it is, but it's ultimately about the tender love between guy friends. Yeah, and this is the end. Seems like an apocalypse movie, and it is, but it's ultimately about the tender love between male friends. And so too is Pineapple Express. It's this stoner action flick. But when it really, like, my favorite scenes in the movie are when they're talking about like being a good friend, and like when they're having the laugh at the cafe at the end about how much they like. We're going to be best friends. We should get a three way heart like necklace. I I eat that shit up. That's my favorite I part of these movies, hands down. I fucking love
0: that scene. I yeah. fucking love that scene. That scene at the end its just, like, joyous. Like, it's just so... It's like, and it feels so earned, right? Like, it's so earned because they've been through so much shit. So now when the three of them get to sit here and just, like, be like, Well, that thing that happened, man, yeah. that was fucking And I crazy. love how no one
1: in the cafe is staring at this these <laughs> people who are, like, singed and bleeding and, you know, one's wearing a neck brace back to one the character Red. One guy's been of
0: shot three
1: times. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> just refuses to die. He mentions in the movie like he keeps talking about his ex-wife who just got out of jail, and do you know yes. who she's played by? Like in no. the uh, picture, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> the picture of Reds' head wife is Stormy Daniels, who I guess has been in other Judd Apatow stuff too. He's, she was in Forty Year Old uh, Virgin and some other stuff. So
0: yeah, there's a lot of recognizable like faces in these movies. I always forget. Like it's like when I watch these films that I've heard about all my life but i just like have never seen or whatever mm. and this is one of them which is like you know not that anyone's ever been like you've never seen pineapple express not a thing that happened but um <laughs> but it's also like it's uh it lives in this world where i forget that some of these actors who i have seen so often like oh my god what is his name the guy who plays boyle in brooklyn 99 charles
1: oh uh joe no no i always joe... screw this up. no I joel atruglio
0: Yes, Joe Latruglio, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. When I when I saw him, I was like, ah, love that guy. Bill Hader at the beginning, love that guy. Bill like, Hader just in like, a
1: disappearing southern accent. Uh, I love how so it goes. Like, funny. I can watch him do anything. I love him so much. I'm
0: like, it doesn't matter. Like, they are not committing to what time this is. They're not committing to what place this is. They're not committing to anything. And I, I love it. I love that scene at the beginning of the movie. Kind of a... I kind of felt like a, a a white man's optimistic view of why weed is illegal. Like sure. it was very like, like ah like, oh, yeah, they were doing uh, experiments and they this guy was this guy was uh right. you know insubordinate and they were like fuck this no make it illegal. And I'm like I yeah know. there was no there was no systemic racism involved. No, so. th- this wasn't about
1: <laughs> imprisoning people of color. It's, no, uh, it's no about army experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did I did love that scene though, just because uh, Bill Hader uh, like you know. Impro- like, seemingly improvising. I don't know. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And also, I love how, like, the the big army corporal is played by the guy from Sex in the City that Samantha dumped for eating another woman's pussy. I, you, you might be too young to <laughs> did, have that. I did not that. know that. But, that, yeah, that's what I will... I'm sure that actor has, like, a very storied resume, and I wish I remembered his name, but, but that's that, the one I will that matters. always remember him as the guy who Samantha Jones dumped because she walked in on him eating another woman's cooch.
0: <laughs> that is very good. I did, yeah. I really enjoyed that scene, and I love that they brought back that, like, environment you know like cuz that's i think the the hideout right at the right, very right, end yeah, of the, the movie the, yeah the grow
1: up that they're they have the big sort of blowout in at the end
0: yes yes that was yeah i mean overall i think I think the movie's just, like, a good time. I mean, obviously, it hasn't aged very well, but that's because it's a comedy from the 2000s. It's of its like, time, and I don't it's think it's, it's aged its terribly.
1: Like, no, I, I, out of all the things,
0: yeah. out of all the things in the world, it's actually, like, it still made me laugh. There's only a few minutes where I was like, I don't know, kind of questionable. But, sure, sure. You know, like, the main character, I mean, I'm glad he learns, obviously, but also, like, he is a predator for dating a high schooler, obviously. like but I think
1: he says she's 18, actually, in the movie, which yes. is technically legal. I I, you know um, I, I know
0: but like let's be honest though like if i know a, a man who's 25 school student who's if he's walking into a high school to kiss her in front of her locker i'd be like go to jail
1: absolutely and i think hey, like, instead I of doing that in walk in the jail yeah just uh, do not collect 200 dollars. go straight to jail oh. um i think like because we all knew someone in high school who is like uh, a, dating a much older man and we thought she yes. was like a badass and really the whole time she was being preyed on she was crying yeah, for help 100%, we had no
0: idea. 100% and that's like the whack thing about it too right it's like the, everybody I mean like the teacher there played by Joe LaTrulio is like this is weird I don't like that this is happening but mm-hmm. obviously the girl herself and, and Seth obviously in that moment is like no this is fine she's mature for her age which huh, makes uh. me <laughs> mature for her age when said about a girl makes me huh, always yeah. and uh, also, not, like, not a chance it doesn't
1: I think it, it also sort of takes away from, like the fact that he's dating someone so much younger than him. That grossness makes you forget that she's also just thirty times hotter than he deserves, anyways. Yeah. Like it's, it's the oh old Flintstones honeymooners trope of like Fred looking like Fred getting a fucking Wilma, but this oh, yeah. Wilma is eighteen. So there exactly. are levels.
0: I mean, cause yeah, that's the only reason he has a girl that hot is because she's too young to know better. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I mean, yeah, like I'm glad that, that the decision to end it comes from him. Like, I'm glad that he has that like character development to be like, oh, if you would take me back, you're probably not mature enough for me to be dating. And I was like, yeah, good Dale. Just like go (laughs) smoke some weed with your friends and like, stop dating a child, please. Um, but yeah, no overall, like obviously there's things in it that, um, like if it was written in 2022, wouldn't be there. But you could say that about literally any movie that was made oh, not totally. in 2022. So
1: and so, yeah, it's just like you, we spoke. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, there. please go ahead. The, just speaking about like the genre of stoner comedies. This is the first one that you've seen. Like you, I've you seen... never saw oh, Half Baked. No. I was say speaking of uh, controversial, yeah, please, whatever. I was, I was Dave Chappelle you, like... stars in this, and that came out when I was in grade eight. So oh, this would wow. have been like 1998. Um, mm. And it was like, it was life changing, like it, it was fucking hilarious and there's so many cameos of that time in the film as well but it you know it goes back way farther than that Cheech and Chong are I think the pioneers of the stoner comedy which was like the 1970s and it's these two Latino dudes getting into ridiculous hijinks smoking joints the size of their arm kind of thing okay, and then gotcha. it became a little bit yeah half-baked I, I would um, encourage you if you have like some time to kill and some weed to smoke go, yeah. go back and watch half-baked and then get at me because I would love your young ass perspective on Ooh, my generation's okay. stoner comedy stoner comedy yeah
0: I think the only one that I've seen um I watched it so my my friend Teddy is uh he's Chinese and Filipino and I'm uh South a- South Asian I'm Indian Punjabi and um so he and I watched Harold and Kumar cuz we were like in a way you and I are like the new age Harold and Kumar and I love so we that. like so we smoked weed and watched Harold and Kumar and Again, d- parts of it obviously have not aged well. It's Neil very, Patrick like, Harris
1: still playing straight in the first oh, one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Amazing.
0: Yes. yes, he is. Um, so yeah, like uh, that's probably one that I've seen uh, outside of like, yeah, very, very newer, like, yeah, like Broad City and stuff, which is not yeah. so much in the flick, uh, genre. But, but no, I will watch Half Baked. I will watch Dude, it. I was check gonna it ask out. you, I was gonna ask you for like, yeah, like what, what uh, stoner flicks do you feel like defined like this uh, genre? And if Half-Baked is one of them, that's a great recommendation. I mean,
1: I guess you could say that Friday is in some ways a stoner flick, but no. I think like, Half-Baked is definitely the one. I remember going to the theater with my friends. I grew up in Victoria, and so like that was an event for us to like go downtown. We would go to Yates Street Parkade and smoke yep. some joints in a stairwell, and then nice. go up the street to the Capitol Six, and we would watch, or the Odeon, I think, and we would watch half-baked and yeah that that shit took me away that movie i it's one of those things where i'm scared to watch it now because i'm sure it doesn't hold up that well but back then it was like the quotable moments from it lived on for years and years among my friends so half-baked would definitely be the one
0: sweet i will definitely check that out i was gonna ask also um does the cross joint exist and have you tried to smoke it
1: I would not, because what a fucking colossal waste of time. Another little factoid about this movie. The cross joints are real and they are smokable and they were rolled by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg because nobody else knew how to do it. Because why the fuck would anyone know that? Yeah. Why would um, but anybody apparently do they that? had to roll they rolled like a hundred of them for filming. Uh and you only see one get smoked on camera anyway. So right. no, I this uh, the the finding super ornate ways to smoke weed was never something I was really into. Like we used to do gravity hoots or like mm-hmm. gravity hits. So gravity you would cut bomb. the bottom off of a, a bottle and you would like do it in a, a bucket of water or whatever and mm-hmm. okay. or you would you would do like a you would attach a plastic bag that you would put inside a uh, uh, like two liter bottle and then pull it out to draw the smoke in. So it was like an artificial lung that you would then right. shove down your throat. But a lot of the time that kind of um, highly detailed smoking device was just because we didn't have rolling papers, but we had some right. tinfoil and a, and a plastic bottle. So, you know, I've smoked out of pop cans. I've done all of the unglamorous ways to to <laughs> An smoke apple, meat.
0: I'm assuming, yes
1: the apple pipe yes which is delicious can't can't recommend it highly enough and there was Mm -hmm. dumb shit like putting a little sprite in your bong to like and you would just hack (laughs) like mad it didn't really matter but but sugar in your lungs right these super yeah that was like crystallized sugar in your lungs that's got to be healthy um but yeah no any of these like super ornate (laughs) joints or like even rolling blunts was too much of a hassle for me i just wanted to pack it in a pipe and get stoned as fast as possible
0: yeah that's the funny thing about it is like yes i I can't imagine i i obviously I'm privileged as like a young person who's only bought like legal weed that I can often just like not even do the labor. I can be like, please roll it for me and I'll pay more money for it. Thanks. Um, which is what I choose to do pretty often. Uh, but it's pretty funny. I'm like, why would I sit around and roll like two joints, but put one through the other and then light three at the, the sides of it. It's
1: just, I still She's don't like, understand the science of, like, how there's a seal between the two. Like, are, are yeah. you cutting this? because if you – if uh, when we used to roll joints, if, like, a part would break, you would sometimes, like, cut the sticky part off of another rolling paper, st- and like, stick that mm, to patch the hole. Like, right? I can understand that. But how do you I, – I, I'm curious about the mechanics, but not so that I can roll one of myself. I will never put that much time into rolling no. a joint. Absolutely Curious,
0: not. but not interested enough to put in the effort. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was like, if someone – okay, if I rocked up to a party and somebody had a cross- I'd be like okay I'd like a hit? a hit of course of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. I will but I will not go through the labor of doing it myself like no, and if nine I wanted times to- out of ten I buy fucking pre-rolls like are you kidding
1: right and if I wanted to like if I wanted to if I was like ready to smoke a joint someone was like give me give me 10 minutes so I can roll across and I'd be like fuck you absolutely not I don't have time for this but no, if they would got ab- one ready, yeah. sure, I'd probably. Sure,
0: have. I will have some. Thank you very much.
1: I have another little uh, interesting casting factoid about this oh, film.
0: Please share.
1: So, well, first of all, we were talking about like all the sort of actors in it. Rosie Perez as a crooked cop is just fucking fabulous. I love so her good. in anything. She's, She's the great best in everything she does. I love her so much. Um, but the character of Ted, the like big bad white guy. Yes. You know who auditioned for that role? According to Judd, who? Brian Cranston. <sighs>
0: Mr. Breaking Bad himself. Yeah, and
1: apparently didn't get the job because they didn't think he could be convincing as a drug dealer. <laughs> this is pre-breaking uh, Bad. how crazy I is love
0: that? that I love that I love when comments like that age terribly right? well that's and so I, funny
1: I've actually I've i been on a, a another friend's podcast once talking about how like for me Brian Cranston will always be Hal from Malcolm in the Middle I always yes. picture him running around in his tidy whiteys being like a zany suburban dad so right. if someone, if someone had ever t- told me like one day that guy's gonna play like the bad motherfucking meth dealer of New Mexico I'd be like mm, I don't buy it so yeah. 100%. I get why they didn't do it but they were clearly very wrong
0: yeah and i i mean that's uh i, I was thinking about that guy what's his name um the, the one who plays ted i wrote it down earlier and now i can't find it but it's i fun.
1: always forgot his name for
0: it's fine he's a white guy um he uh <laughs> i i was just noticing like he, it was really good casting because he does look like the kind of guy who would just kill people and not worry about it you know like Absolutely. i'm glad they didn't put brian cranston there yet i think brian cranston's time to play a like a megalomaniac who shoots people was coming like it yeah. was coming up next you know yeah but that and you guy, know what? maybe
1: had he done it in pineapple express he wouldn't they would have been like well he's already done drug dealer we can't you exactly, know what i mean so, exactly exactly yeah, blessing in out.
0: disguise for brian creston go him he really needed it um no i mean i i think that overall i feel like we've gotten to most of my questions now i, I want to ask you like if there's any tidbits about the movie that you learned in your like research or anything you you know in particular about the film or the casting or the filming or the anything. I mean, I'm assuming everyone was high on set. I don't have any cl- anything to back that up. I'm a- just assuming it's true.
1: Yeah, it's got to be true for sure. At the very least, you know, Seth Rogen was. I saw yeah. his, like, GQ interview from the last year. First of all, one thing that was nice to go back and rewatch this film was it happened before Seth Rogen just magically became a hot daddy. I don't know if oh, you know this. I know. Over the last two years, he just, like, a little silver he's... came into his beard and all of a sudden he's ten times as fuckable. Not to say he's... that he was ever an unattractive lad, but...
0: No, but he is hot now. And I, I like, I've kind of, I mean, you know, call me a chuckle fucker, but I find people who are funny, attractive crazy sure, sure. um and i mean i also consider myself relatively uh, humorous so i like it when other people also make me laugh it's nice Absolutely. and uh yes. so i always thought you know seth rogan and his like particular brand of humor was really really charming and i've mm-hmm. always l- enjoyed his work and enjoyed like watching him but you're right in the last couple years i've been like i want seth rogan to fuck me raw and i don't know when that happened <laughs> like i don't know when the transition happened because at first i was like yeah i really like that he's in media and i like that he makes movies he's so funny and talented and, now you're like, and get it. on
1: top of me and i'm Eddie. like daddy yeah. where can you roll me a
0: joint and i don't know when i don't know what had happened i think it was yeah. that video i don't know if you saw the video on twitter where he like he, so he has his old brand of like weed stuff right and yeah they started selling these rolling trays um, and like and it has this compartment where you can put the weed and a compartment for your rolling papers. And he put to in order to promote it, he put out this video that was on Twitter uh, where he also shares his. OK, I think him making vases might also be part of why I want to fuck him now. But anyway, um, that definitely adds a man who's good with his hands anyway. sure, um, sure. But I uh, he had this video where he's rolling a joint like just to show you how the tray is like. Good for that, and he rolls a joint so fast, like he rolls a joint like beginning to end, like I think in thirty five seconds, like it's it's so fast and it's so attractive. Like like the stoner the stoner brain in me just went like, oh my god, can yeah. you roll me a joint now? You know and what, it was, you know
1: what? I think I think we figured like that's that's the 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 like hotification of Seth Rogen. It's because he bossed up. He started a company yeah. that's going to be like valued at. a— He's going to be a, a weed billionaire. Yeah. So I think it's not just the silver in the beard. It's also he's like building a fucking ceramics and weed empire. So um, of yeah. course, of course, he's hot. He's got that like
0: oh, he's got corporate that stoner daddy
1: stank on him now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There oh, it is. Gross. We solved the puzzle.
0: Can't believe it's capitalism. Actually, that right. we're attracted oh, that's to. Why would we fuck him? Oh, oh come I on. Hate that. I hate that realization for us, Steve. Oh. Uh, no, I but think it's just like, you're right though. It's not just the silver, uh, it's not just it's not just the silver in the beard, it's the silver in the pocket. Yeah, um, that's
1: right. There it is.
0: And we like it. We like, I like that he's it rich. For sure. But he was definitely
1: stoned <laughs> during filming, because in this GQ article that I uh read of his, he it said he smokes eight to nine a day. Eight to nine joints a day. Wow. Which like even in my high school when I was like selling pot and like uh, you know, I come from a household where it was acceptable. Nobody made a big deal about it. My mom might have been smoking it with me, maybe. I mean, you, you told retired, me you're from I'm you... her, I don't give a shit. My mom smoked weed.
0: You told me you're from Victoria, so I made a couple of leaps. It's <laughs> implicit, sure, right, right.
1: Um, but yeah, so I, I think even at my my stonerest of stoner days, I was not. Near, and those are probably like pinky finger sized joints, at least that he's smoking eight or nine a day. That's. Quite something. So he was certainly stoned during filming and James Franco always looks stoned. So it's just hard to tell. But yeah, I also it's wouldn't true. be surprised if he's so like uppity about his like actory ways that his he craft. doesn't. Do. Right. His method. Although <laughs> if, if you're going method, you'd want to be stoned if you're playing That's true. that character.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Um, but as far as other factoids or anything I know about the film, oh, just that, um, uh, the reason that uh, James Franco's character is wearing a headband through certain uh, periods of the film is because during the like running through the woods sequence, he hit his head on a pin that was stuck to a clipboard and uh, had stitches in his forehead.
0: Yikes! Okay, yes. I thought it had to do with his wig.
1: Oh, right, just to keep that janky <laughs> ass wig to keep, on. Keep sure that wig on. It worked. It worked in both uh, regards. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Dang! On 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 injuries. A classic. Um, well, amazing. Thank you for all of your uh, your intel and your insight, not just into the film, but into like you know. I think I think this film uh, casts a kind of um, for me, it casts a bit of insight into what it was like to be a stoner before it was so legal, right? Before it was so normal. It, right. it casts a window into that time where where being a stoner was. I mean, like the way that his uh his underage, I mean, not underage, she's 18, but uh, the way that his girlfriend's dad reacts when he's like, are you high? Like, he's like, mm-hmm. ready to shoot him. And I, you know, like the way that the obviously not the dirty cop, but a lot of the, the criminalization of weed, especially in the context of like American um, media. I, I think this this movie offers a window into like what it was like to be a stoner back then.
1: Absolutely. And
0: and I really enjoyed learning that. You know, as a as a present stoner, um I, I'm an
1: extremely young person.
0: And uh, <laughs> someone who's uh, not ever met a dealer in my life. Um I mean I'm not and I that hope you young. Never do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not that young. I could have bought weed legally. I just happened to not sm- start smoking weed back then. I just happened to start right as it was becoming legal, which worked out great for me. So and who knows?
1: By the time you have kids, maybe there will be cocaine dispensaries. You know, I,
0: who knows? Here's hoping for my kids sake that that is true. So one thing I want for the
1: children of the future, it's legalized cocaine, you guys.
0: Yeah, um, that's right. That's the one we want legal. Um, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm grateful to you uh, for helping also kind of add to that vision you know of uh of what it was like to smoke weed like le- like not in this time period. So I'm
1: nothing if not a history teacher. So my pleasure. <laughs> thank, you.
0: <laughs> thank you my guru. I am
1: so grateful to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, this has been a blast. So thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Rad. Wishing you all the best.
0: Yeah, you too. And just like that, we are at the end of the preseason pre-roll. Ah don't you just hate it when a pre-roll ends (laughs) i want to say of course a huge thank you to steve for being on this episode of the pod go check out steve's comedy album burger queen on all the platforms as well as his set for cbc gem both are linked in the description below along with his social media handles i want to say thank you to all of you if you are coming back to this podcast Thank you for returning. And if you are brand new, hi, thanks for checking this out. I want to also welcome anyone who may have found us for the first time on YouTube and for longtime listeners, go look at my face, I guess, if you'd like. Now, along with my emphatic, dramatic voice, you get to see my emphatic, dramatic face. I am so excited about all the things that are coming this season, like, of course, the okay, fine, I'll watch it youtube channel there's gonna be more content more wonderful comedy guests and stars and people and surprises and subjects to cover i am truly Ecstatic to share it all with you, and of course, as always, I want to hear your thoughts about this episode about 420, about weed. If you're my parents, then maybe I don't want to hear your thoughts about weed. But if you're anybody else, go ahead, and of course, to share those with me, you can join the Okay Fine Community Discord, which is linked in the bio of the podcast Instagram, which is at Okay Fine. I'll watch it by joining the Discord and following the Instagram as well as the YouTube channel. Of course, you can stay in the loop for what I'm watching next. And you can also tell me what you think I should watch, which, spoiler alert, I might just listen to you. As always, please follow or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And like and review and share all the things you're supposed to do if you like this episode. That's all from me. If you join the Discord, I'll see you there. Okay, bye!